It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. California Wine Country time. It's brought to you by Bottle Barn, Rodney Strong Vineyards, and Davis Bynum Wines. Dan Berger, of course, on California Wine Country. And our guest today is Lindsay Otis from Lotus Wines, L-O-T-I-S. That's clever. <laughs> Get I like it? it? Yeah. <laughs> it took me a few minutes, but I, I figured it out. He's uh, a quick study. <laughs> now, you know, I'm, I'm looking at uh, your bio, basically, and... I'll quote it. I discovered the joys of grape growing and winemaking early in life after experimenting with growing various neighborhood grapevine cuttings, aging bottles of Martinelli's apple cider in my closet <laughs> as a kid. As it's a true. kid, you were aging Martinelli's cider in your closet. What, what did your parents think about that? I don't know. I think they just went along with it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> She's not doing crank. So leave her alone. Um, so you became obsessed with using your senses, in particular smell and taste. You grew up in Santa Cruz? Mm-hmm. I love Santa Cruz. And then you went to UC Davis and studied viticulture and enology. And then what happened after that? So after Davis, I did the double hemisphere harvest hopping thing where young winemakers will go down to the southern hemisphere and then also work in the northern hemisphere. And that way you get double the amount of harvest in kind of the same year time so um, you were in france new zealand australia mm-hmm, yep yep and napa and santa cruz mountains and then my first full-time um winemaking job was the enologist being the enologist for william selliam we love william selliam mm-hmm. yeah that was between <clears throat> 2007 and 2010 and then i got a really great opportunity to go down to the santa cruz mountains where i'm from and um, work for Big Basin Vineyards down there. So I started with them as the assistant winemaker, and then I was promoted to associate winemaker, and then I hung out there for a couple years. And And how did you start Lotus Wines? I mean, it's not an easy thing to do. You know, start a winery. I know. Well, um, I you know (laughs) I've been making wine for so many people for so long that I um, it was hard to. to be involved with the wines, but not have like all sort of um, control over them, I should say. So I really wanted to delve into my own creativity process with it, and that's pretty much why I started it. Well, it's Lindsay Otis, Lotus Wines. Where are you, and where are you making the wines? And So I live out in Grayton. And I make the wines at Ectimo Vineyards or Ross Road Custom Crush. So it's a, it's a kind of a co-op-y kind of facility in between Grayton and Forestville. And um, it's great because it's five minutes from my house. And I can go there in the morning. I can go there in the evening and do my thing. And it's very easy. Uh, I don't know what you brought, but you'll tell us. Uh, but most, most importantly, would you pour us? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, for sure. That's that absolutely most importantly. Uh, Dan, your thoughts on the, on the Lotus well, thing? Well, I, I, I really discovered it was actually Greg Lafollet, an old friend of ours who's been on the show before, and it was Greg who suggested that I try Lindsay's Wines. It was about actually just about two weeks ago. And he had said, he said, he, he says, she's really a good winemaker. Well, when Greg says that, you know, Greg doesn't pull his punches, and he doesn't, 
dole out praise until it's serious. So I tried uh, Lindsay's wines, and they are really, really good. And the most impressive thing about these wines, and I think Steve, you'll really appreciate this. This is a Lindsay's a purist. She won't use that term, but I would. A purist is look somebody who's looking for purity in the flavor, and the d- difficult thing to get um, purity in wine is it has to have decent acidity. And that's what this is. This first wine is just, well, this, you, you just taste it. You'll see what I'm talking about. Lindsay, what, tell us what, what this it's is. It's lovely. Yeah, what is it? Okay, so this is a 2021 Grenache Rosé. The grapes come from Eagle Point Ranch. So Eagle Point is kind of this classic, people would call it like a rock star vineyard. When I tell people I'm working with Eagle Point, their eyes light up and they go, oh, Eagle Point, because a lot of... A lot of kind of old school um, uh, makers around here have worked at the vineyard for years. It's an old, old vineyard, and that is really tremendously helpful in terms of persistence of flavor and consistency from year to year. Totally. Yep. So the vineyard sits at about 2,000 feet in elevation on the northern reaches of the Mayacamas. These vines are, they're 50 years old, they're organically farmed, no-till, um, the farmer, Roland Wetzel, just has, like, the best intentions in mind for the vineyard, and he he does a fantastic job, and I'm, I feel really honored to work with the site. So this is officially a rosé. Mm-hmm. It's the lightest rosé in color that I've ever seen, and we've got a bottle of Paradise Ridge rosé right well, next to Dan there. Yeah, it's about the same color. No. Well, this Paradise, is even lighter, yeah. Yeah, it's much lighter. Well, th- what I like about this wine you is that... glasses on? I mean, the Paradise Ridge Rosé is... I put, I is put my mask over my eyes, Steve. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the Paradise Ridge Rosé is, like most rosés, it's yeah. very rosé-ish. This, this wine is really the personality of Grenache. This has the flavors, That's the aromatic. But what's fascinating is there's no sugar here. You can imagine what this wine would have been like if, if Lindsay had left in a half percent of sugar. It would have been a little bit on the clumsy side. This is delicious stuff. It's just really really personality driven and i i just think this is one of the best rosés i've tasted in years and years just great stuff Aww. i'm digging it big time good what year Thanks, is this guys this is 2021 wow yeah <clears throat> what's the alcohol 13.2 and that's one of the secrets too because if the alcohol were higher the wine would be richer in the mouth but then it wouldn't show the acidity that it has this is really a fabulous this is going to be a better wine in six months well, I think every wine's better in at least six months. To Dan, lay it down, burger. That's well. <laughs> it's so lovely right now. I'm going to enjoy wine. it with dinner tonight. Let's talk about food with this. Any, oh, anything gosh. would work. Oh, Virtually man. anything. Yeah. But I think probably salmon or maybe tuna, something like that. It's a richer uh, seafood dish, but maybe also just vegetables. Or I mean, it's just absolutely delicious. I'm just drinking. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even need to eat. <laughs> I'll have this Grenache rosé for dinner. That is really wonderful, Lindsay. Yeah, it's really good. Thanks, well, the, guys. And the secret to this wine, I think, is that Lindsay's really careful about trying to make sure that it's not overproduced. If the winemaker in gets involved too much in the winemaking process, then the wine becomes a product of the winemaker's hands and less of the of the grape grower. So this is really where the grape grower is. Look, these are 50-year-old vines, and these are expensive grapes. Don't mess around with it in the winery. Just put it in a bottle. (laughs) It's delicious stuff. 
It's really my intention to allow the vineyard expression to show first. So I want the vineyard to show first and, you know, me to speak second. That's that's my goal here. Well put. Mm. Well. You know when there's dead air... Yeah, we're all drinking. <laughs> everybody's everybody's tasting and well, you know. yeah. Oh man. So this I is it's ahead. whole it's whole cluster pressed. Um I try to really minimize my press rotations and the um and the pressure that I'm that I'm pressing at and that really minimizes the phenolic extraction but also the color extraction and that's why it's also so light and um and delicate. Um how many wines are you making these days? Um, in 2021, I made three wines. In 2022, I brought a new wine on. So I'll have um, the Grenache Rosé, the Vermentino, the Grenache, and then also a Cunois. Cunois. Cunois is a joke. Can you say that word on the radio? <laughs> Cunois. She did. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not going to stop her. <laughs> it's, a, it's a wonderful variety. It's very lightly planted throughout California. I wouldn't imagine much more than 100 acres or something, maybe the whole state. Uh, it's, a, it's a light red wine. I mean, it can make a darker red, but it typically is best when it's made a little lighter, um, similar to Grenache and similar to Pinot Noir. It doesn't have a lot of color. But when you make it really too dark, what you end up is you're forcing the grape to try to do something I don't think it really wants to do. And I think Lindsay's perfect, perfect winemaker to make Cunois. I haven't tasted the wine yet, of course. So what's still in the – was it still in the barrel? I just pressed it on Saturday. So it just got in the barrel. What's the color? It's actually – it's pretty dark, but I didn't pick it, like, you know, overripe. I mean, it's picked at, like, 21 bricks, so. Wow. Right, let's talk about Vermentino. What exactly is that? Go for it. (laughs) So Vermentino is a white varietal, a white Italian varietal that um, we don't have a whole lot of here, like Cunois. We we just don't have a whole lot planted in the U.S. Um, It's planted in, there's some in Russian River, there's some in the foothills. Um, This, the vineyard that I work with comes from Carneros, and... um, I find the Vermentino that comes from Russian River and, and, um, and even the foothills um, kind of has a more Sardinian um, a, a character to it. And I find that the Carneros fruit that I work with um, from Mahoney or Las Brisas Vineyard is a little bit more of a Ligurian kind of style. So it has more um, kind of like a salinity, a saltiness to it, um, a, this juicy acidity kind of like brings you back to the glass for more. And those are places in Italy, folks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Thank you for the <laughs> clarification. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Liguria for not only its olive oils, which is my favorite olive oil on the planet is from Liguria, but I also love the white wines for that salinity, that salty component that sort of creeps into the back end of the palate. And what's fascinating about that is that these wines really go best with food. And this particular, I t- well, did you bring it with you? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to have it a little bit later. You just, you will adore this. I'll tell you what, you may want to give up the rosé to take the Vermentino home <laughs> instead. Oh, I'll take You'll it take all both home. of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I really, I adore this. I've I think had, this, I've, I've tasted Vermentino before. Yeah, we had a couple of them on yeah. over the last few years, yeah. but this one is, I, this is probably the best, and I'll tell you why. I think that. It's very difficult to to get a grape variety that you're not familiar with and try to make wine from it the first time you see those grapes, because the temptation for winemakers always to get try to get a little bit more intensity. And 
Lindsay is really set up to make wine of delicacy more than than power, and so to me that's what this really that's what it's all about. Well, this Grenache Rosé is as delicate as it gets. Yeah, Yeah. I still man. Thanks so much. Okay, you want to you want to get to the Vermentino while we're still here. (laughs) Our guest is uh, Lindsay Otis. She has Lotus Wines, and uh, so far I'm. Highly impressed. Now we're going to move to the Vermentino. Now, this is from Mahoney. Francis Mahoney grows these grapes. Francis has been farming this property for years. He he's a talented winemaker in his own right, but he uh, Mahoney, a great Italian name. (laughs) Thank you for that. (laughs) No, he's a he's a great great grape grower. And he made wine several years ago for uh, under his own brand, but he gave up winemaking uh, what what twenty five years ago or so, and is just growing these grapes. And this is probably the best Vermentino vineyard. In, in Whoa! The I, I told you to like this. <laughs> I mean, this is this has got some stuff going on. It hit my <laughs> mid palate, and it just exploded, and said, "Love me," and I said, "I do." It's got <laughs> good for you. Well, I, and what I like about this is that the mid palate. Wow. Oh, the flavors are, are are they're delicate and yet powerful at the same time. Yeah, no, you're right. Oh, and the finish is wonderful. This is gorgeous wine. Well, Joe, I probably won't be in tomorrow because I'm taking all this home. So, <laughs> best of luck. <laughs> oh man, what? Uh, 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 tell us more about this particular Vermentino. Uh, it's a is it a 21? So this is also a 21. Um, Yep, and so this is coming from Carneros, so it does have that, like, Ligurian, um, sea breezy kind of element to it. Um, very, very cool climate, almost marginal for Vermentino. Um, and, wow. um, mm. yeah, it retains its acidity really well. I'm going to buy some of this. This is phenomenal. I'm going to steal some of this. <laughs> <laughs> the vineyard is uh, fantastic. Liguria. Yeah. Uh, Northern uh, Italy. You've been watching Stanley Tucci. That was a great episode, by the way. Yeah, and uh, the, the, the uh, episode I, he did on Liguria. Oh, he did. It was in the first season. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. And now he's part two of season three. Right, right, right. He did four episodes, and now he's started uh, Sunday in Calabria with uh, the second part of. Right, he's got another. He, three he didn't say up. much. He didn't say anything about Ligurian olive oil. Well, let me tell you. If you can find Ligurian oil, that's the best. I I know where to get it. So you sure I, he didn't say anything about it? Because he's always talking and looking at the olive oil. Well, he might have said something. I don't know. What do we know? <laughs> we don't know we anything. We don't know anything, anything I just, anymore. I just, no. Whatever I see, yeah. see on TV. I call him the Tucci, Stanley Tucci. If you're not watching uh, Searching for Italy on CNN Sunday you would, nights. He would be a great guest on the oh, show. Oh, God. I'm I'm such a fan of his. Oh, he's fabulous. He's one of the greatest he's, actors I've ever seen. Yeah. And one of the coolest guys. And, the, and, and you he, know, he was in Calabria where his <laughs> entire family was from. And um, he had his parents with him yeah. in, this past Sunday And then, night. Uh, unfortunately, he, he leaves. If you have... If you have dinner beforehand, before you watch the show, you're safe. But if you do it, if you watch the show before you've eaten dinner, you're going to eat, oh, eat twice as much. No, you're right. <laughs> You'll be eating dinner and then eating dinner again in bed. Yes, true. Yeah, and what a great show! It's yeah, it's Sunday nights, yeah. California wine country for this Wednesday. Brought to you by Bottle Barn, Rodney Strong Vineyards, and Davis Bynum Wines. Our guest today, Lindsay Otis from Lotus Wines, L O T I S. LotusWines.com. You must check them out. 
there's still a, a few cases, and remember, a case is 12 bottles. There's a, a few cases of uh, Lotus wines at Bottle Barn currently. Lindsay doesn't make a lot of wine. It shows that de- the delicacy doesn't mean simplicity. This is these are fairly complex wines, but they're based on good acidity and good structure. But yeah, you've used the word delicate and delicacy many times, and you're so right. Well, these wines have that, and yeah. and it's what you really want in your wine. You don't want to spend. Look, I don't know. I've tasted these wines that are that are hundred dollars or two hundred dollars a bottle, and they're all about power. Well, to me, power is only one aspect of wine. Delicacy is another aspect, and I'm I lean in that direction. Yeah, and that's what. Lindsay's doing. I think one of the secrets for me about this brand and this whole project that Lindsay's doing is that so many new winemakers have the ability to buy new barrels and impress people with new barrel flavors. These wines have no new barrels. There's all. It's just all fruit. It's from the vineyard. It's vineyard sourced uh, excitement to me, and that's what this brand is all about it's it's vineyards and it's fruit lotuswines.com and get to bottle barn before dan Berger does tomorrow (laughs) because he's buying everything all the lotus wines from there so but he decided to go in the afternoon to let all of you folks go to bottle Barn. if they sell out before i get there hey i'll wait till next vintage i also have a few cases of the grenache left on my website so, oh, that's in, right. In the case, web, you can get the red. Yes, you can get the Grenache from the website which, in case you see, miss out. T- t- Tales out of school. It's my wine of the week in the Napa Register in 10 days. Oh, good. <laughs> Lindsay, thank you so much for coming in. LotusWines.com. Great to meet you. Thank you so much.